0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here, and we are back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. I am very excited today because today, in the house, more or less, in the studio, is Pear Chauffeur, and let me tell you about Pear chauffeurs. He is the price whisperer. We've heard of the horse whisperer, a dog whisperer. Well, this is all about the price, and Pear has this interesting concept about how price impacts so many. Um, reasons that customers want to do business with you, might not want to do business with you, continue to do business, and it actually impacts the customer experience. Now, before we get into the interview, a couple of quick questions, or actually (laughs) questions, I'm going crazy. Before we get into the interview, a couple of quick announcements, and you know what they are if you've heard the show before. First of all, if you've got a question or a story, please reach out to me on the social channels of your choice because I'm just about everywhere. And if it is a question, use the hashtag AskShep and I'll answer it either there, I'll answer it in uh, this show, uh, Amazing Business Radio, perhaps in my newsletter or on my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home. That can be found on Apple TV. Prime, Amazon Prime, Roku, C-Suite TV, and even on YouTube. You can go to beamazing.tv and you can find episodes there. All right, let's jump right into it. Per Chauffeurs is in the house. How are you, sir?
1: I'm very well. Thank you, Shep. And thank you so much for
0: having me on the show. Oh, my pleasure. And you can tell by the accent, he's not from Alabama. No. Uh, per is from originally Sweden. And then uh, you said Zurich, London. And eventually you found yourself here in the United States.
1: Yeah, that's right. I um I came here in in 1994, um, joined the, a company here the day after the uh, Northwest earthquake in 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 Los Angeles.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, Gosh, I remember that now. Looking yeah. back. Wow, so you've been here 94, and you are you. Not, did somebody name you the Price Whisper? Is that a yeah, self- absolutely um, that, term?
1: It's not something that I invented at all. Um, I was just called the Price Whisper so many times that uh, I eventually I decided to, you know, why not just adopt it? You know, embrace that, it. Uh, yeah, and yeah. and if nothing else, it's a, it's much easier to find the Price Whisper than find my last name. You know, if you want to Google me or, or or something like that. So. Um, So, it makes a lot more sense in that respect. Well, the first question I was going to
0: ask was how price can impact the customer experience, but let's Mm -hmm. take it from the opposite perspective. How does customer service and experience impact how you can price? I think we all somewhat know the answer, but hearing it with you and your background and the research and your thought leadership, it's going to give us a different perspective.
1: Well, I think it's it's yes, yes. You can you can understand the answer, but the the and and obviously a, um, a, a, a satisfied customer, a customer with a good experience, is is more likely to to be willing to pay higher prices than than somebody who's dissatisfied. If that dissatisfied ever come comes back, which they probably won't. Um, But there's actually it's possible to uh, and this is what we do in my company is to we measure willingness to pay and it's it's possible to assess uh, how much higher prices a company uh, can charge if um, they have delighted their customers and therefore um, their customers have a a great experience and, and, and great customer service. So uh, a company can actually do an ROI calculation. They can say, uh, if I spend this much more money um, and effort on making sure to satisfy my customers, uh, I can charge this much higher prices and therefore I'll make this much more money.
0: So is is it deciding how much more money really you need to invest or the effort in training? I mean, I guess we all wanna know, does, does what we spend have ROI? Yes. and from from your standpoint, just getting the customer to come back isn't enough. It's getting the customer to come back in a willingness to pay a little
1: bit more. That's right yeah I, and, I, I, and and the 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 yes, of course it's it's about training, it's about maybe spending more money on the website. It's about uh, not making mistakes that so many customers or so many companies do and 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 be sure that you delight your customers, you know. That's makes a makes common sense.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's flip it around. Um, uh, we've talked about how, you know, uh, does great customer service, how it can affect the price, mm-hmm. uh, does price affect customer satisfaction?
1: Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> it, it, um, there is something called expectation bias. Mm. And uh, expectation bias, um, this was, um, there, there's actually an academic field um, that forms the basis on, on on what I do. And I'm sort of standing on the shoulder of three Nobel Prize winners. And um, expectation bias tells us that the price of a product or a service sets an expectation of its quality and benefit. And one of the things that's been proven many, many times is that to cure your headache, uh, a five cent aspirin is not particularly effective, whilst a 50 cent aspirin is very effective, right? Even um, if they're
0: the same aspirin.
1: It's the same aspirin, right? It's but, just a but
0: perception and
1: an expectation. It goes, and it goes the same way. Um in, in after the purchase, and I, I happen to be part a little part of, of, of the audiophile community. And, and in the audiophile community, there, there are people who spend like five thousand dollars on a on a power cable, right? And th- that is esoteric in some way. And of course, there's no way that a power cable can actually uh, change the sound quality of, of your home theater or stereo system, you know. But Because they paid so much money, that expectation um, um, bias makes them be more satisfied. They can hear the difference that nobody else can, right? So they become satisfied with their purchase. That's crazy. A $5,000 cable. Is there really such a
0: thing or or, or did you No, I'm not making making
1: this up. I'm not making this up.
0: I was just in guitar center the other day to buy cables for my amplifier and my guitar. And yeah, there's a cable here. That's 25 feet long and it costs $30. Yep. The cable over here, that's 25 feet, $70. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Well, this comes with a lifetime warranty. Mm-hmm. Does it sound any different? Nah, not really. Okay. Probably so not, other not. than lifetime warranty, and how long is the warranty for the regular cable? Five years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I can come back and buy two of those. Anyway, I was going, do you know what the gyrations in my brain were doing?
1: I know exactly. Yeah. But you know what I
0: ended up doing? Tell me. I bought the more expensive cable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I, I can assure you, you're going to hear a difference. It sounds so much better. (laughs) No,
0: no, it really doesn't, but
1: yeah, it looks
0: better. It's kind of got a cool pattern, but that's another story. Anyway,
1: so there are what you're saying. There are some product differences here, but but yeah, it's it's um, it's 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 really crazy, and 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 the the way you present your your product or service, the way it's surrounded by your value messages and so forth, drives customer satisfaction, drives the customer experience, and drives what people are willing to pay.
0: Mm. Oh, yep. Yep. I, I love that. And, and I get it, you know, expectation. We said it, if we go in and by the way, if all people wanted was a room to stay in, they wouldn't want to pay a Ritz Carlton four seasons price. They'd always stay at, you know, the lowest price provider, but yep. we want more than that. You know, yep. it's, it's just ground transportation, but why does buying this brand at a low price versus a well-known established luxury brand at a higher price? What mm-hmm. is really the difference? And yeah, we can feel, uh, aesthetically, we can see it. Sometimes it feel if it's leather seats versus plastic vinyl or velour or whatever they're set, they, they put in there. Uh, is it, you know, the size of the engine, but once again, Hey, I'm just getting here from point A to point B.
1: Can can I tell you a story about just that? Yeah. Um, I, um, I had had reasons to take a few long trips, uh, driving for, you know, the last couple of months and, um, the, the, Car rental company that I'm using. Uh in, in two occasions, they gave me uh um a, what they what should be called a luxury, um, small SUV luxury from a luxury brand, you know, two different luxury brands. And the third time I got a small SUV from what is not a luxury brand at all, you know, and that is sold at half the price. That was the best of the three.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: yeah. Really? The the only thing you may want to say that was better in the other two um, was the quality of the interior interior materials, but the ride in this cheap one was better. It was not as noisy. It had an infotainment system that was not designed by by a Lomo, lobotomized monkey, and and <laughs> it 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 was just a, at half the price, much much better car.
0: Wow. So I've always believed uh, the great Aldo Gucci, some say it was, was Stanley Marcus, but I'll go with Aldo Gucci who said, quality is remembered long after price is forgotten.
1: Yeah. And and absolutely.
0: Yeah. That's that could probably be like your mantra. Could be. Yeah. All right. So I know we're getting close to the time to take a break when we come back. What I want to talk about, you briefly mentioned this calculation that you mm-hmm. could actually calculate. Are you able to share with us stats and facts or some type yeah. of an idea? Great, let's do that. Let's take a real short break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with the Price Whisper. By the way, new book, uh, is that right?
1: Yeah, a new book is uh, should be out in 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 a few weeks. Um, Great,
0: excellent. And that book is titled. Okay. It is it is called the the Price Whisper. A Holistic approach to pricing power. power yeah. yes, great, um, and you can get it everywhere where books are sold, basically yeah, Amazon.
1: Simon, yeah, Amazon. Yeah, Amazon and Simon Schuster.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, congratulations. We'll take a short okay. break. We'll come back and we will talk more about price and customer experience. Hi, Chef Hiking, your customer service and experience expert, and I'm excited to tell you about my new book. I'll be back. How to get customers to come back again and again now this book is packed with idea after idea on how to just as the title implies get your customers to come back in the book you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers now both are great but there's a big difference you also learn about ten reasons a customer may stop doing business with you and three reasons you would stop doing business with them and one of my favorite lessons is a six-step process For creating an I'll be back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. Just go to www.I'llBeBackBook.com. Again, that's www.I'llBeBackBook.com. Listening to Amazing Business Radio with best selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We are back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Pear Chauffeurs, who is the price whisperer. Uh, and I'm excited about what we're talking about because it, it makes total sense to me. It's, it's like common sense to understand that if you're going to charge me more, you better deliver. And what, and depending on what it is you're buying, delivery could mean something, you know, completely different, but why should I pay the same or a little bit more for something? What makes you competitive? All of this goes through my head. So let's jump into this. I, I heard you say something about how you can calculate. If you invest this much, you'll make this much. Is it that simple? Is there like a general rule of thumb?
1: Well, no there, there is no real general rules of thumb what what it is is that um when, when you look at it any company it has profitability that is only based on three variables it is the total cost of whatever you're selling it is the um it it, it is the sales volume or whatever you're selling and it's the price. And out of these three, price has the highest leverage on profitability. Um, in fact, if you, if you can sell more, for the average company, profit goes up with 3.5% for every percent of increased sales you're getting. If you can reduce your cost for, by 1%, uh, profitability goes up with an average 5.5%. And But if you can uh, increase your price or decrease your discounting, By 1%, profitability goes up with 11.3% for the average company. And how does that work? Well, it works very simply. First of all, small price changes like 1, 2, 3, 4% in that range uh, rarely have any effect on on sales volume. Um, Secondly, because price is the highest number here, right? As long as you're a profitable company, <laughs> um, if you increase your sales, you're also increasing your cost, right? If you're decreasing your cost, yeah, it 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 works on a smaller number than than uh, than the price. So price affects top line right away. And right. what are you going to do with this money you you're getting? Well, you're going to reinvest it in your company. You want to make sure that you have become more competitive, that you have a better customer experience, so you get returning customers, that you have customer service that are uh, a notch better than your competitor and so forth, leading to your ability to take even higher prices. All right?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, I love this.
1: And, there... be- Go ahead. And, and because this, it could be measured accurately. Um and, and we can predict sales volume and revenue at different prices and at different satisfaction levels.
0: Yeah. So I think there's several things going on here. But if we just take price mm-hmm. by itself, if you can increase price by 3%, you don't lose any customers. You just made 3% more without increasing any costs, mm-hmm. any effort other than the decision to make the price new. So that's I could see where that would trump just, you know, you try to sell more. It takes more effort to sell more. You need more product if you're going to sell more, which is a cost because there's cost of goods sold. Yep. And that that drives, you know, to your first point, which is total cost that's incorporated into, you know, your product pricing, your, the cost of having a company, et cetera, et cetera. Anytime you can add money to the bottom line without costing anything anywhere else, exponentially higher than than, uh, than any type of return.
1: Can I give you can I give you two short examples? Sure. Um, There's one company, uh, um, they're a consumer good company. We took them from um, 200 million annually to 250 million annually in uh, three weeks because we found that they were leaving money on the table. Mm. Um, no change in cost. The the other company uh, is a membership organization. Small. Say, well, let's
0: make sure everybody understands. You said not changing cost, no. but yes, changing price.
1: Yes, just yes. changing price. Mm-hmm. And and they are now having the um, they now have the um, uh, resources to go through a rebranding, <laughs> which they didn't, um, and uh, so they can focus on 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 uh, among other things to deliver a value message and de- deliver higher value to their clients, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, The other short example is a membership organization that we took from about 15 to 35 million in, in about uh, six weeks. And, and again, um, just because they were very timid in their pricing and uh, didn't realize that they could um, uh, spend a lot more, you know, that consumers were willing to spend a lot more for, for their membership. And again, this gives them enormous resource um, to, to go out and, and, acquire um new members yeah and if you've delivers,
0: got the extra you know what are you going to do with that extra money we'll reinvest exactly. it back into the company maybe on exactly. marketing
1: exactly it's it's and and it's beefing up um i i visited the ceo um just uh, uh 3 weeks ago something like that and and he he had he had this sea of of uninhabited um um um, customer support desks right and he said and here we're going to hire all these people so we can beef up our customer service Mm because now we have the resource
0: yep that's important yeah years and years ago i worked in gas stations while i was in high school and college and and uh I, when, when I graduated college for just the shortest amount of time, I worked for this company before starting my own business, less than a Mm -hmm. year out of, well, actually I graduated in May, went full-time with them in June, September, they announced selling the company. I started looking for something and I decided to do this, but here's what Mm -hmm. was interesting. Um, We had about just under a hundred gas stations. Mm -hmm. When I say gas stations today, you go to a gas station to gas up your car. You can walk in, buy all kinds of food items. There's a coffee machine. We didn't have any of that. Uh, We basically sold uh, uh, some candy bars. Mm -hmm. Uh, We sold cigarettes. We sold oil and gasoline. But interestingly... I was in Phoenix, Arizona, looking at the different gas stations, and we had priced our cigarettes at 71 cents a pack. Now, for those that sell or smoke cigarettes, you're going, where can I get 71 cents <laughs> exactly. a, a pack of cigarettes? I'll tell you how to do it. Go back about 40 years, and you'll see that's what they cost. But here's what was uh, I found fascinating is our direct competitors were like 7-Eleven, Circle K, the different convenience store chains. Their pricing of their cigarettes was 99 cents. Mm -hmm. And the person I was working for felt Mm -hmm. it was really important to have the price so low because we lived in these, or we worked in these communities. We had stations that people would walk to the station. They weren't buying as much gas as other stations. So we really had to give them the incentive. And Mm -hmm. he felt a price point of about 28 cents less. Now, now I think about that 28 cents off of 99 cents. That's a big percentage. That's a big percentage, big percentage that would bring it. And by the way, we sold so many cigarettes. It was incredible. Mm. So I said, what would happen if we raised the price to 91 cents instead of 71 cents,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: we'd still be nine, eight cents cheaper than the other, you know, competition. Yeah, he fought me and fought me and fought me. So I said, do it in one store, one store Mm
1: -hmm. raised
0: it to 91 cents. Didn't lose a penny of business. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, maybe it's somebody decided they got upset with us, but I would say 9 out of 10 people, maybe 99 out of 100 continued to do business with us at the yeah. higher price point because we're still 8 cents lower than everyone else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there is a lesson there to learn. And, and uh, we talked about th- the rules of thumb and, and there are some, you know, for example, um, if you're going to discount, right? Uh, discounting more than 20%, just means that it doesn't drive any higher sales volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just leaves money on the table. Right. Right. And and this is what you this is the situation you were in there. You know. Yeah.
0: Well, we proved we proved that it worked. And guess what mm-hmm. we did with the other stations in the marketplace? Well, raise uh, the prices, of, of course. course. <laughs> Let's talk about mistakes that companies make when pricing that can infect the, uh, that can infect. It would infect and affect the customer experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah um, i mean the 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 uh the most common mistake companies do is just price to to a similar to a competitor and that drives commoditization and and so forth um but um uh, just i had a, a personal experience the other day or the other week i should say that that's quite interesting i think um i was looking for shared storage for for me and my team and and i wanted to have a look at um um, like
0: SharePoint okay. or Dropbox or yeah, one, one of those, one of those
1: guys. But I, I for, for for reasons that is, I was not very satisfied with some of the big guys' um, um, service. To be honest, so I was looking for alternatives, and um, and here I find this no name company um, that, um, that I went to their website and 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 they're in huge red letters. Uh, was $385 when everybody else is five or 10 or maybe $15 a month. They said $385. And the font was so big that it took a quarter of my my screen. So, I mean, I fell off my share. I mean, this is so. How
0: different. can they be so much higher price? Yeah. $5 exactly. a, a month, that's $60 a year, double that. but $385 for a month, a year. There was a
1: tiny, tiny font. It says lifetime.
0: (laughs) Oh, lifetime.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But But still. How can can I, would I, I mean, what is a brand? A brand is a promise of quality and consistency, and you're going to be here in five years, you know? And this company, a no-name company, should I, would I trust my data to a company I've never heard 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 of before and pay my lifetime up front. Probably not you know,
0: lifetime up front and, and more than three or four times yeah. what the averages um elsewhere. Did so I what did you decide no. to do? Did you do oh, it?
1: I, I I no I didn't buy it. Mm-hmm. I just clicked away, you know. And, and and what's the lesson here? The lesson is in terms of in terms you have to realize who you are as a company. Um, this company um one of the big guys could probably do three hundred eighty-five dollars for lifetime because we know they're going to be there. But this company didn't have brand strength, so they they couldn't make that same claim. So the lesson is that if if you're in, if you're a startup, you shouldn't necessarily price lower because there's, there's no need for that. Uh, but you should not create so tremendous friction as as this this one. $385 dollars did you know but instead um, focus on having a structure of your pricing that is similar to the competition
0: right in that case I think that is important the word you used it's actually two words was brand strength does your brand strength justify the price that yes. you you've set? Uh Great. Well, we are just about out of time. Uh, I always ask the one thing question when it's all said and done. What's the one last nugget of information that you would like to share with us?
1: Well, I think, and I mentioned this, I think, first of all, remember that you are in charge of your own pricing. It's not competition. It is not the market. It is you, right? The second is that um, pricing drives satisfaction, Often higher prices leads to more satisfied customers than lower prices. And by doing that, you can also gain additional information, additional business to your company to further your business, to take your business to the next level. By higher prices leads to higher um, customer satisfaction and more returning customers.
0: And I think that the point is, it's got to be right, though. You have to have everything has to line up. Uh, You're in charge of your own pricing, not the competition. I get it. If you're trying to be just like the competition, you're just matching. You use the word commoditization. Uh, I love that word because that's what so many companies do is they try to compare themselves to others within their industry and they just start doing the same thing. And if you give me a compelling reason as to why your price is even just a few pennies more than them, and it's a good reason, you're going to win me over. I love it. The book, again, it's The Price Whisper, a holistic approach to pricing power. And the author is our guest today, pair Schofers. And this is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. Great insights to something we typically don't talk about on this show, which is pricing. So thank you for being here
1: today. Well, thank you. Thank you, Sharp, and thanks for, for inviting me.
0: All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Another interview on Amazing Business Radio. We'll be back next week, and I promise you it will be great. So until then, this is Hike and reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.